independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening and welcome to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, Brandon Schott. In the world of crafty pop songwriters, there is a rift between devotees of the Beatles' watershed, Sgt. Peppers, and those who think that the more innovative album was the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds. Scruffy songsmiths have spent countless hours in bars debating the relative merits of both albums over clove cigarettes and cheap beer. Los Angeles-based singer and songwriter Brandon Schott is evidence that the influence of both albums can peacefully coexist. Schott's fourth album of pop gems, 13 Satellites, arrives in October 2011, and it is full of clever musical twists and layered harmony vocals. The album was fully produced at his home studio, exemplifying just how much artists can do DIY style. Welcome to Independence Day, Brandon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to have you here. I'm glad you made it. It's a rainy day in L.A., so getting you across town, even though you didn't come that far, has turned out to be a bigger challenge than we could possibly have imagined. Indeed. Indeed. And you're not that far away, but you said you were on the west side. What, you know, you're an east side guy. What takes you to the west side on a rainy day? Uh, you know, I was, uh, I was just over at, uh, at work, and I was just heading home from there. So Yeah. And so what, you know, what, now you're a musician, like that, that, you work in the industry, but that's like your Clark Kent job, right? Right. So tell me, tell me about your Clark Kent job in the business. I mean, I know you're a musician and we'll spend pretty much most of the hour tonight talking about your musical endeavors, Mm -hmm. but what, what is that Clark Kent job? Um, I work for a publishing company. Okay. Classical, pop? Uh, Just a general, uh, you know, uh, just pop you know, all around publishing company. Yeah. And how does that balance out with you being a music, you know, like a musician at night? Is that something well, easy to do? Well, the great thing about it or? is that, you know, I mean, a lot of the people that are in the industry are, are also music lovers. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely uh, in my ilk there in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that are there are musicians and, you know, understand, um, you know, that, that, uh, you know, there, there are two sides to the coin. Right. This is just something else I do. Definitely. And I imagine, are they more, um, you know, amenable to you, you know, when you release an album, like taking time to go travel and promote it? Are they, you know, are they pretty cool with that kind of thing because they're musicians and they understand like the compulsion that we all have to make music or? I mean, there's still a job to do and you still got to get the gig done. But, you know, as long as you're doing your job and you've got time off and then you go do your thing. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty, that's a good gig to have. I have a lot of friends like Mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of people in the industry. It's like they're all... You know, that's that's the L.A. thing. Like, nobody pays for a show. Right. Because, you know, the I've, the guest list. Man, did I see... Whose guest list did I see recently? I went to some show, and, you know, of course, I was on the guest list, too. Mm-hmm. But I took a look at the guest list, and, I mean, it was... It was, I think it was Camper Van Beethoven and Cracker. Mm. Uh, at They played at the Satellite, which is not a very big place. But, I mean, the guest list was, like, two pages long, which is... Mm-hmm. You'd think that's, like, the whole venue. Right, <laughs> it's like right. Satellite. Right. You know? And, you know, that's just, that's, that's the LA thing, you know, that's, that's, I guess that's the benefit, but it's also kind of the detriment. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and it's, I think it's, it, you know, I, I try to make a, a conscious decision to, I mean, I'm, I'm an amoeba constantly, okay. I'm, I'm constantly buying music and, yeah. and, you know, if I hear a record on Spotify that like, I just, I discovered the new, uh, I was listening to the new Wilco record. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I, I heard it on Spotify, you know, absolutely fell head and head over heels in love with the record. And I went straight down to Amoeba and bought it on vinyl. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I feel like if it's, um, you know, if it's if it's good art, that that uh, that it should be supported. What's the phrase? I mean, my, my new phrase, if it's worth buying, it's worth buying on vinyl. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, that record I bought twice. I bought it on uh-huh. CD and then I bought it on vinyl because I wanted to hear it on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've been kind of uh, kind of like listing back towards vinyl mm-hmm. you know i had vinyl from when i was a kid i've got a whole box of vinyl records somewhere mm-hmm. and i know they're here in la but i don't know where they are like uh, i've got one buddy who's got a really nice turntable mm-hmm. and a really nice system and every time he comes over he's like oh you should bring all your records mm-hmm. and i've got all the new ones i've purchased right since like the the renaissance right but then i've got these old ones like random old stuff like men at work and alan parsons and just all these old and random you discs. know the, the, i mean i i uh i mean i 
my my vinyl uh, fetish has really been born out of kind of a countermeasure to the whole iPod yeah. thing. Because when I mean I I went through a couple of years there where I was all over my iPod and yeah. I digitized my entire library and yeah. it became this obsessive compulsive thing. Yeah, I and once it was all there, like I found that I would lose stuff. Like I would import stuff into iTunes and then it would be on my iPod and I would completely forget that I put it there because it's not sitting right in front of me. There's right. no visual component to it. And so music was getting lost in the shuffle. So yeah. that's why vinyl started to come into my life. And yeah. And aside from that, like there's just there's a there's a ritual to it that I absolutely love. I mean, it's not you're not listening to vinyl in the car. You're not on the go. You're not running around. You're at home. And 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 you're you're probably sitting on your couch in a station you know a stationary position yeah. just listening. And it, I love that about it. It's an experience. It absolutely is. And there's is. a romance to mm-hmm. to like physically it's it's an active process yeah it's not like you know flipping a little wheel or you know that's it, having access to everything i was the same exact way i was mm-hmm. touring full time when i got mm-hmm. my ipod and it, the whole thing started for me because i was on an airplane flying mm-hmm. over the pacific ocean in the middle of the night like going across the international dateline mm-hmm. and i still had a disc man mm-hmm. and like a couple of those case logic sleeves full of discs that i had thrown in my bag for the trip which is bulky and annoying and here i am in this the seat in the middle of the night and and I'm like putzing around, like digging around in my seat, trying to get out this thing, like flipping mm-hmm. through my case logic thing and putting my disc in, like screwing around with batteries and everything. And I look over and here's one of the guys, you know, in the band who's been traveling for a few more years and had the money for a new iPod because this is when they were 500 bucks. Right. And like he pulls this little thing out of his pocket, the size of a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. and goes and puts it back in his pocket and he's off and he's mm-hmm. off and running, yeah. you know. And I was very much and I still love my iPod. Like it's like my, oh, I do too. It's my portable thing. Yeah, you know, but absolutely. I, but I, I, for the same reason as you, I want, I don't want to lose touch with that romantic mm-hmm. experience, of yes, of of gra- you know, of, yeah. of having tactile. Not to mention the 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 you know supreme uh, difference in sound quality. Yeah. between the two as well, and I, and I and I it got to a point where I I was forgetting that, and then you know when I when I kind of started to come back around to, to CDs and and vinyl, I, I I it was like hearing a record all completely you know, re- yeah, yeah, renewed, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I totally, I'm with you, man. We've, we're already off down the vinyl road here. But I want to do, you've got a new record coming out later this month, 13, 13 Satellites. Is this on, like, your label? Yes. Or, okay, so it's on in, independent, your, your yeah, release, independent yeah. release, which means you're perfect for the show. Um, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. I'd like to give people a little taste of this record, um, 13 Satellites record. The track we've picked is Early Morning Night, which is a track from this record. comes out, uh, what, what, what day October is it? October 25th. Okay, now is that? I share a release date with Tom Waits and I'm very oh, excited about that. Oh man, oh man. Don't even <laughs> look, we got to play this tune because if you start me on Tom Waits, we're going <laughs> to we're going to talk about this for the next 3 hours straight. <laughs> so don't don't get me started on Tom Waits. I'm a devotee par excellence. Mm, excellent. So let's leave well maybe we'll touch on that when we come back. We can come and, back to that. Absolutely. So maybe maybe not though. Maybe not, I'm not sure that's the best <laughs> idea. Anyway, this is Brandon Shot. We've got him on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I'm your host every Wednesday night here on Lancer Radio. Uh, you can find out about him at brandonshot.com. Brandon, the traditional spelling, B-R-A-N-D-O-N. And Schott, the good German spelling, S-C-H-O-T-T, brandonshot.com. Also learn about Independence Day at indepday.com. So lots of .coms thrown at you, but for now let's throw some music at you. This is Early Morning Night from Brandon Schott on Independence Day.
that is Brandon, and that, 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 that <laughs> is Brandon Schott. We've got him here on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong, and we've got Brandon here in the studio with us. He's going to play some tunes here in a few minutes, but we left before. That's on your new record. That is. Coming out on the, on the digital disc as download as well. That's I an exclusive, it. by the way. That song hasn't been played in its entirety yet in public. So. Well, that's, that's what we there aim to go. have here. We are, you heard it here <laughs> first, as they say. Indeed. Um, so this record, it's got what, 13 tracks or so? 13. 13, 13 tracks. satellites, 13 songs. Yeah. Is, that, is there a tie in there? Does that, is that kind of part of the thing 13 satellites 13 songs or is that just it kinda... should be no yeah. i mean that's it just in that it's you know it was it was 13 songs and then the the title of the album came was out of that was the title of the record i mean uh, naming records for me it's like naming children it's a really big deal mm-hmm. you know does it do you like have, have the same you kind know of what's about weird it? about this record is that usually um every record i've put out uh, i've had the title as i was do as i was working uh-huh. on it and that stuck Okay. Um, and uh, sometimes uh, the title of the record uh, it wasn't a, it was not a title track. Um, in the case of my first record, which was called Release, uh, there's a song called Release on my second record. Yeah. Uh, it didn't get written until after the record was done. Yeah. Um, totally coincidental. But um, you know, over yeah, I mean, I've always kind of written to a title, written to an aesthetic. My third record, Dandelion, was. Um, you know, I had the title of, of that record going into that. There was something that, um, just because of what that record was based on and about, um, which was uh, my 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 uh, my cancer treatment and, and recovery. Um, there was something about dandelion that was, you know, it was a weed, but there was a certain you know beauty to it as well, a playfulness that that kind of harkened back to childhood. And that I love that duality about it. So the songs uh, on that record were were very, um, were, I mean, they were they were not written with that title in mind, but right. but it it, it 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 certainly kind of encapsulated, yeah. you know, that whole experience. And but this record uh, was very different because it had gone through a couple of different uh, incarnations. And at one point it was thirteen songs, and then it was thirteen songs about satellites. And I mean. It it got to a point there toward the end where it was just all right. Let's just pick one and go with it, you know. Okay. And there was something that was unique uh, about thirteen satellites, especially you know, given you know how we access music now. It's like for me, it's a record. It's 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 meant to be played from beginning to end. But you know, eight out of ten people are going to get this record on iTunes, and each one of those songs is is its own satellite in that context. Right. You know, it can be taken apart from the whole. Right. But it is a whole. Together they form a network. Yes. A cohesive whole. Yes. Yes. Together they are the matrix. Yeah. It's, it seems that because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I've never made like a, a Pink Floyd esque mm-hmm. concept album. Yeah. But as I've noticed this with every project, whether it's one of my own mm-hmm. or an album that I'm producing for someone else, mm-hmm. it kind of takes on a theme, mm-hmm. even if it's Absolutely. not, you know, even if it's not like the wall. Or like Dark Side of the Moon. I guess it's more like Dark Side of the Moon because that's it's not really a concept album per se, mm-hmm. but it touches upon all these big universal life ideas. Absolutely. Time, death, birth, yeah. uh, fear, you know, sleeping, all these like really big human elemental emotions. So mm-hmm. and I found that, you know, when I make a record, maybe it's not as grandiose as that, mm-hmm. but the record winds up taking on a theme. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you just kinda it's not even in what not, not only is it not what you intended, yeah. but it's a direction that you didn't know you were going. Right. And all of a sudden, then then sometimes it'll even inspire like new songs that mm-hmm. I then have to hurry up and finish and then add to it to like make the Absolutely. puzzle complete. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. So I like that. I like hearing about other people who. Well, who think I mean, about that's like that's that. kind of how I, I I I approach records. I mean, the track listing and the flow of a record. I mean, it's it's a mixtape of my music, and so it has to have a beginning, middle, and end. It has to have an emotional arc to it for me. All of my records have been that way. I've always approached them with that in mind, and so you know, I might have an another song that is kind of the mid-tempo-y, um, you know, atmospheric thing, but it's not going to make the record if I've got another mid-tempo, atmospheric, spacey yeah. thing in a certain position on the record that serves a certain role right. in the whole. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I'm very, very much in that mindset. Do you um, do you side A, side B your records? You know what? I totally do. I absolutely do. In fact, attentive uh, folks... Uh, who look at the artwork for my for my CD when they get it will see that there's no it doesn't say side A and side B, 
but the songs are grouped mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of a space <laughs> in between <laughs> where a side A yeah. would stop and where side A would where side B would begin. You so. are you're more subtle than I am because all my records literally <laughs> even though they're CDs they literally say on the back side A. We almost side did B. that. We almost they, did and, it. I'm guessing they probably always will just because I, that's what I grew up with and yeah. I, I think the human the human artistic experience consumes things mm-hmm. in little chunks better than like Absolutely. one big thing. We were just talking about though there's some records that mm-hmm. work as like this whole mm-hmm. in, in some weird way you know yeah and I think Dark of Side of the Moon is, is actually one of those that you can yeah. sit and listen to it from beginning to end I mean yeah. I, I remember uh, uh, Tusk is a good example for me uh-huh. because I um, I mean I loved I loved the, you know pieces of that record just hearing them out of context but then like got the CD and tried to listen to the whole thing from beginning to end and I just I couldn't do it but then I got it on vinyl and it's all partitioned for you. Yeah. You've got these little chapters that you can take an experience of their own, and, and each song makes sense in the context of that chapter, as opposed to like a big, huge, mammoth 20-song CD. And then you've got the double album, which just throws that whole other right. well, yeah, level the, to it. Abso- you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the sequence becomes an even bigger deal. I actually mm-hmm. made up the sequence for my last album on a placemat at a sushi restaurant. <laughs> this has come up before, but well, let's, we'll leave that go. I'd like to get, like, would, you, would you play some music for sure. us? So you've got something from the new record you've got Absolutely. here. You've got a ukulele. Indeed. And uh, I'm, I'm very anxious to hear you play some of the stuff live. I've been listening to the disc you know, most of this week as I go about my business here in Los Angeles. So I'm very interested to hear what this is going to sound like live. Tell, <laughs> tell us what this is, Brendan. Uh, this is actually the first single off the record. Uh, this is a song called Satellite. I suppose you could say the namesake of, of the record. And uh, it, uh, yeah, this will sound much different than it does on the record. <laughs> You're a satellite Hanging out in the cool of the night Locked in orbit round these crowded skies La la la, la la la, la la And for your art You're spinning out with some compromised ground you're all you say you are you're a star burning out in flight you left this world behind but you'll come around or come crashing Brandon shot on Independence Day with a very nice major seventh chord to end that tune on the ukulele. I don't, I don't think I can play a, a, a major seventh chord on a ukulele off the top of my head. I'd have to. I could, 
probably several other instruments I could I can <laughs> just, just whip it out no problem. But well, uh, on this instrument, on this particular ukulele, it's a lot easier because it's a baritone, so it's, okay. it's a little wider. But yeah, on a, on an actual like soprano or concert ukulele, yeah. I, I'm probably with you, especially an A major seven chord. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, now we're this is inside baseball. Now we're talking about <laughs> stuff. That a lot of people have no, A major seventh chord. Nerd alert! Son, turn the station. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I don't. Uh, so in the in the discussion before. Yeah, I, this kind of amuses me. You you kind of offhandedly just threw in the cancer word. Yes. You know, so obviously you're doing better, and this is mentioned on your website, yes. but give me the, the Cliff Notes version, I mean, if there is such a thing, of your cancer <laughs> cancer experience. Like, you're a musician, you're in L.A. I just released my second record. You just released your second record, um, and then how, how does this, like, what Ironically, happened? I just finished working on a song called Winter in the Sun, which was my my big uh, Christmas single, and I had uh, started to notice some uh, some mild chest pains and uh, shortness of breath. And one Saturday, I uh, unrelated to the hangover. Unrelated to the hangover, uh, um, yeah, or the cough syrup that I consumed <laughs> that particular uh, evening. No, um, it was a Saturday afternoon. I thought, well, you know, chest pains. Maybe I'll just go to the emergency room and get it checked out. And make sure that it's not. And how old serious. were you at this point? This was. Are you at liberty to say? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't mind. I was thirty-one. Okay. It was it was the 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 winter of two thousand seven into two thousand eight, um, right at the beginning of November. So right around uh, this uh, right around this time of year, um, and uh, they took uh, did the EKG, did chest X rays, and you know saw you know half a dozen shadows on my lungs and admitted me right then and there. Um, under the context of if they admit me, then they can get the tests done faster, which they wanted to do because if it was cancer, which is what they su- suspected it was, it was stage three at that point because it had already spread to my lung. So, um, yeah, and then, you know, I just I just kind of, uh, you know, completely refocused my energy and, and, and got to business and said, okay, what do we got to do? How do we... How do we uh, how do we kick butt here? And you know, what's the path? And I just I walked the path for for six yeah. months or so. Did you go through chemo and radiation? I did. And I went through twelve weeks of chemo, um, and which is a party. Oh, it's a it's a, it's a gas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've had some very very close members of my family go through this in, yeah. in my apartment, and yeah. uh, it wasn't uh, it wasn't pleasant. No, I mean it, it was. Uh, um, I mean, the diagnosis itself was, um, I- in the end, like the best that um, that I that I could have hoped for. I mean, the chemo regimen I had was, uh, um, I mean, it, it it was intense, but it was brief as far as yeah. you know what as far as, possi- chemo goes. as far as the possibilities could have been. And and you know, aside from having you know amazing friends and family and doctors and nurses all gunning for me and on my side and the outpour of love that I received, I mean, it was, I mean, to say it was life changing is kind of an understatement. I mean, yeah. not only did it change my perspective on life and what is possible and what can be taken away, you know, it it, it changed my resolve. Yeah. Again, when we talked about before, when we were setting up, I asked you about it, and you said the phrase I wrote it down: "stage three germ cell cancer." Like, yes, like that's a pretty scary sentence. <laughs> just on just just onto itself. Well, you know what's uh, what's kind of funny about it is that uh, uh, germ cell is actually uh, uh, the the clinical phrase for testicular cancer. Okay. So, uh, but the strange thing with me is that uh, the primary mass was was not in my testicles it was in my chest so i had a primary tumor in my chest for what is considered testicular cancer so the the regime was was exactly the same but uh it was a much more unusual case interesting well i'm i'm very happy that you're you're you look fantastic now i'm very happy you're, to be here <laughs> a, a shining example of, of perfect masculinity in our studio <laughs> tonight but in all there'll be pictures online later be pictures online later su- suggestive <laughs> pictures and a, and a place wait to, a minute what a place to donate <laughs> oh, uh, um okay. but so now how i'd like you to play another song here in just okay. a second but while you know while you're thinking about what's going to happen next um how did the, how did this I mean, obviously, it changes your life, mm-hmm. but how does it change your music specifically? Um, 
Well, I mean, it changed. Uh, I mean, I honestly, in the last few years, uh, you know, I've written more songs than I have in in my entire creative life. Uh, you know, it. it uh, um, I mean, the 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 experience, the emotions, the struggle, the 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 this the, the you know the spiritual journey that 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 I ended up going through because of it, you know, I think put me in touch with my muse in a way that I've never quite experienced before. So, um, you know, in in and at the same time, like it's also reminded me not to take it too seriously. It's yeah. it's really easy to get caught into uh, the trap as a musician of thinking, well, if I don't have this and this, then I'm not successful. Or if I'm not doing this and this, then I'm not going to get this or, or and I, I really, I mean, uh, and, and particularly with, with, with this record, I mean, there's a song on the record called full circle round. And I really feel like, um, you know, after everything that's happened to me in the last three or four years that I have come back to like the, the root of what it was, to be a musician and yeah. finding the joy in it again and, and being playful and not being ashamed to be a little goofy and off the wall and, and, yeah. and silly with it. And, you know, I've, I've had more fun, you know, you know, working on this record and, and, and promoting this record, uh, because of it, you know, so yeah. it's, it feels like a, a true, uh, reawakening. And that, that sense really comes through on the record. Um, one of the, whatever instrument you've got next, we've got. By the way, for the, in radio world, you can't see our studio, but we've got instruments spread out all <laughs> over the room in here. We've got a toy piano and a kazoo and ukuleles and an omnicord, which is like a drum machine kind of thing, and a guitar. And Brandon himself, of course, you know, not to mention you know the, what we were talking about before with the dancing girls and the the whole thing, which are showing up later. Why don't you get your you know? I'll talk a little bit about the record. Whatever instrument is next, once you you're gonna have to get well, up to get it going. I, I, take I was it. gonna do a different song. Next. Next, but I'm going to uh, I'm going to do a song off of the Dandelion Records. Okay, since we, this is what we just finished. Okay, we are we are calling an audible. So he's picking. He's going up to get a different. This is a guitar, a nice old uh, Gibson guitar here, which is, looks fantastic. You said this is a J45. Yes. J45 with the hood taken off. There's no pickguard on it for yeah. those of you who are guitar people. Rehearsing out by the uh, out by the coast in Santa Monica. Got dark. Pick guard fell off and Interesting. into the brush, and, and that it, was the end of that. That was the end of that. That was the end of that. So this is from your Dandelion record, which yes. was what year? Uh, Dandelion uh, was written and recorded in a uh, in a church over the one year anniversary of my diagnosis and treatment, and it was uh, basically a collection of of the songs that I had written and uh, had touched upon, you know, the previous year's activities. So that record was a real release and a real catharsis for me. And uh, this is a song off of that record. Uh, this is called Fire Season. All righty. Fire Season on Independence Day. Brandon Schott. There's a stillness dries leaves Scattered all around this house and it crackles underneath as the wire is tightly wound. It only take one careful spark from the stone we circle round to ignite our hollow ground. And even though I come so close to understanding the reason we take cover Let's forget the changing winds that brought us here today. What these walls keep holding in is the chance we'll slip away. But I am never giving up as long as love remains. There is one thing left unchanged, and even though you hold me. As your confidence is reeling, we take cover from the fire season. 
wash us clean there's one thing we can prove life is never Starting here and now, hear the siren sound. It's the fire season. Brandon shot an Independence Day. Very nice, man. So that's like the, I hate to call it the cancer record, <laughs> but that's like the catharsis record. It's the catharsis record. Yes. You know, and, and we all, you know, these things happen to us. Big things happen to us in our lives. Little things happen to us in mm-hmm. our lives. And, you know, what we really hope, I think, as sentient beings is to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when things happen, like sometimes we fight the change, mm-hmm. but you can't really. No. You have to, sometimes, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you have to embrace, this sounds so hokey, you have to embrace no, the change. No, it's absolutely true. I mean, I, I think that if I had fought, what if I had emotionally and mentally fought what I was going through, um, it would have been a completely different experience for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thankfully, I, I had, you know, a, a, an amazing support group in place that, that we, we kind of em- embraced it, you know, and and um, did what we could to transform it into something. Yeah, you know. And let's let's talk a little bit about that support group because one of the unique things I have about you being in my studio, mm-hmm. you have a family, and by family I, do. I don't mean like your mom and dad and siblings. <laughs> you have kids <laughs> I in do. your world, and I that do. that like that has a huge effect on every aspect of your life. I'm sure between absolutely. You know, how, how you know. I'm imagining you this this record, this 13 satellites record. You said this is the first record you've done completely at home, right? On your studio, I, I, inside baseball, real quick. But are you a Pro Tools guy? Are I'm you a Pro a Tools guy. Pro yeah. Tools guy. Okay, so you're doing it non-linear, which is the, the good, easy. I hate to say cheap, right? But compared to two-inch tape, it's right. a cheap way to go about sure. it nowadays. Um, so, but I'm imagining you, you know, recording these tracks like between naps and soccer practice and yeah. like the bedlam that having children in your household is, is. Well, I mean, I I had recorded tracks at home on my other records. Um, and, uh, you know, in a lot of ways that experience was kind of a trial run for this record because what ended up happening was, um, you know, I got, I, I, I got really good at, uh, at, at, uh, being productive in a short amount of time, like yeah. I, I, I kind of had a mental set of goals uh, of of tracks that I wanted to get down, and a lot of the songs on this record, you know, were written quickly and then immediately recorded. So, um, not that they have a demo feel to them, but they have a demo spirit to them, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was one of the other exciting things about this record. But but yeah, it was. I mean, it was. You know, after after bedtime, you know, the quieter tracks would get done. And, you know, occasionally on the weekends when I had, you know, the house to myself, then, you know, I could get the more raucous stuff done. And also, you know, a lot of the, I mean, the record was was also a collaboration with my friend uh, Billy Hahn, who's a drummer and percussionist, an amazing uh, artist um, himself. And he's uh, he was based in Pennsylvania at the time that we recorded the record. So, um, you know, all the drums and percussion on the record were done in his home studio. In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. And, 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 the, the, and the, you know, the songs and all the other tracks were, were written and, and recorded here in Los Angeles. The miracle of technology. The miracle of technology, yes. And, uh, and so, you know, and that was an unusual and unique way to work, too. And in a lot of ways, because it was unlike any, any other recording uh, experience that I'd had in the past, it was, it was liberating as well. Yeah. I, I felt like there were no rules. Like I, I, I could just, 
you know, um, you know, really follow the sounds in my head. Yeah. And I uh, just go for it, which is yeah, what we did. Your palette on this record, I, I really hope people out there in our Legion of Fans pick this record up because it's the palette musically is mm-hmm. huge. I mean, you've got all kinds of different sounds on this record. I mean, one somebody described it as being kind of a carnival. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got layered vocals, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like pet sounds kind of, mm-hmm. you know, influence there. I mean, mm-hmm. is that an, actually an influence? Or oh, absolutely. Just kind of, okay. absolutely. Well, I mean, if you're going to steal, steal from you the best. You get 13 satellites and smile Yeah, <laughs> this year. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And uh, so, but you've got, you know, the traditional, like, singer songwriter instruments mm-hmm. guitars and vocals and mm-hmm. you know some keyboards and ukes and things mm-hmm. like that but i mean you've, it's, it really does sound like a carnival i mean are these real instruments virtual instruments like what what is where did you first hear these things in your head um and then like wh- are, where did you find them well um i mean a lot of uh, of uh, I mean, a lot of it's uh, Chamberlain. A lot of it's just unique uh, keyboard patches that I found and 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 played with and and mixed up. And I mean, uh, obviously, the you know the, the the percussion stuff is all Billy's artistry. You know, um, you know, he would send me tracks, and there'd be like pan, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and you know box of, of, of forks and stuff like that, yeah. you know? So, I mean, it really, like I said, I mean, it, everything about, uh, you know, the, the tracks that we were putting down on the record was, was, was liberating. It's like we could play anything yeah. and, 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 and if it worked for the song, you know? It's easy to get intimidated by the choices now. If there's any drawback oh, yeah. to having access to every conceivable sample of every conceivable instrument in the history of mankind mm-hmm. is that it's easy to... N- not filter out all the things that you could possibly do. Yeah, yeah. You could do anything now. Yeah, you know, with, with half a brain and a good set of ears, you can put uh, you can put together an orchestra. You can put together crazy instruments, mm-hmm. uh, ethnic instruments from around the world. You know, and you, absolutely. And it's it's a benefit, but it's also a different challenge. You know, well, my, you've I done mean, you've done very well with it. By the way, thank it sounds you. great. You incorporate thank all you these so things much. very very well. You know, no, I mean that's that's if that's if the, if the if there's one thing that I could have taken from Pet Sounds or from Brian Wilson's work in the late 60s it, it, it is that idea of of two instruments together forming a, th- a third instrument. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really enjoyed playing with that and, and doubling up, you know, two completely different kinds of, 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 of sounds and making yeah. a new one out of it. And, you know, I also had the, 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 the benefit of having, a, you know, a really good... Um, um, mixing and mastering person yeah. involved as well. He, my friend uh, Jason Wormer, who ha- has actually worked on uh, a number of my records in the past. Um, you know, when it got time to mix the record, um, you know, it, we were both really uh, in tune with some of the, th- you know, some of the things that 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 needed to go, and some of the things that that yeah. that really fit and suited the song. Yeah, mixing needed to be ruthless. It's like yeah. the editing process. Yeah, I mean, there there they they there's uh, uh, there's you know that story with the Wilco's Yankee Hotel record. I mean that was the mix on that record was 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 a massive part of that record sound and the process. I mean they they built things up and destroyed. I think there's a, there's a great quote from Jeff Tweedy around that time where he says, you know, I wrote the song. It's mine to destroy it if I want to. Yeah. You know, um, and I just I, I love that I love that freedom and that yeah. you know it, it, it really is uh, an an important you know, part of the process for yeah. sure. Yeah, and your record, uh, when I say it's all over the place, I mean that in a very cohesive way, if that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. It's all over the place, mm-hmm. but in a very pleasing, musically pleasing way. Mm-hmm. So why don't we, you know, you've got some instruments here, and I want to, I'd like to get to some more of your music. So would you would you uh, indulge us and play us another track from the new record? Yeah, let me... Um... You know, you switch out some stuff. I'll talk a little bit while you're, yeah, you're doing logistics bit, me... over here. He's got a yeah. wonderful old guitar. I love old guitars. I think it's cool. You said this is a 68. And you know you you need to be getting ready while I'm talking about this here. So, um, so this is a uh, it's like a '68 guitar, and I think it's cool to have an instrument that's older than you are. <laughs> Everyone should always have an instrument that's older than they are. I have a I think the oldest thing I have the oldest instrument I have that I know of. I have an accordion from before World War II, which means it's older than my mother. But the, uh, and then I've got a lap steel guitar from I think 1948, which is also pretty up there too. So. You know, I think there's there's ghosts in instruments. Um, you know, not necessarily malevolent ghosts, but there's 
there's ghosts and different songs and the different instruments inspire you to do different things. And I think we're just about ready here for this next yes. thing. Yes. Just mixing up the set list a little bit. After, after much ado, so this has got some guitar. And is this going to have the little, the, t- the toy piano too, or is this just going to be? No, a, this is just going to be guitar and vocal. So Okay, so we're going to be ready for this here. And tell us what this is, Brandon. Uh, well, you know, we just finished talking about recording uh, the song at home. And uh, so this is a song on the new record called This Is Home. Very nice. And uh, my family and I moved out of uh, the house that uh, most of this record was recorded in. And uh, this song uh, was kind of based out of that experience, letting one chapter close and another, another open. Wonderful. Let's hear it. There's paint snowing down from a crack in the ceiling The yard is an overgrown forest of weeds And I know that we've let this place go of bills in the corner are weeping There's more on the way and that's all that we need But we're owning much more than we Brandon Schott, an Independence Day, singing us a very, very lovely song about what it's like to leave your home, especially where, you know, you mentioned in that, you know, your kids are learning to walk, you know, and these are, these are big, big life things that are happening where in this I, house. where I went through, uh, through cancer. Yeah. Was in that home. Yeah. And I've, I've left apartments and, and missed them and certainly not missed others. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is where this stuff goes down. And it's, you know, if you're a songwriter, Absolutely. there's a lot of great material there. Absolutely. And that's a great song, man. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for bringing that in and playing for us. So, thank you. you know, there's one other thing I, I really want to ask about because mm-hmm. we talked about this again before. You said you got married at what age? <laughs> I was 20. <laughs> 20 years old. In our generation, that's pretty unusual. What uh, She must be something else. Well, she sure is. Um, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say, you know. I mean, it, it, uh, it felt right. Uh, it still feels right. And, and that's, that's, that's it. I mean, we're, we're lucky that, that, we, um, that we grew together. Yeah. You know, the, the, the major life uh, milestones. Um, and we ended up 
going left at the fork in the road together as yeah. opposed to splitting up. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't have kids until much later. Uh-huh. Uh, and, I, and I think that was probably a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's really, there's really no explanation for it other than, you know, we're, we're still in sync and, and she's still my muse. I think, well, I mean, I think it's fantastic. I hope you don't get the wrong idea. Oh no, I mean, not I'm, at all. I'm not in at no all. way. It's hard to explain. That's all. I, I'm in no way busting your chops for this no, life choice, but I think, I think, you know, I, I don't know this girl. I mean, I just to meet someone who, mm-hmm. um, would have been so supportive of a musician for so mm-hmm. very long. For me, should be canonized. We, this person should be <laughs> a saint. Because, Hope you're listening, baby. He's and, got your number. And because <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not even talking about bad musician behavior. I'm just yeah. talking about the rigmarole and oh, the yeah. drudgery and the hustle. A friend of mine calls it beautiful drudgery mm-hmm. that music can be. Yeah. You know, when you're scrapping around, neither of us are platinum selling artists. Yeah. Um, and so it's work. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a lot of trouble and pain and banging mm-hmm. your head against the wall. Yep. And to have someone support you through all that yep. and never once say, and maybe she has said this, maybe I'm speaking too soon, <laughs> but have her, uh, have her never come to you and say, you know, you should really put away that guitar uh-huh. or sell that guitar so we can buy a pack and play. Well, let's be honest. I've said that to myself more than she said it to me. Yeah. So. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Yeah, that's, I mean... It, it is it is remarkable the the, the other thing uh, i think that that uh, that's really special uh, about uh, about the two of us is that is that our our creative paths have also been intertwined i mean she's a uh-huh. she's a graphic artist and okay. all of my all of my artwork uh is her is her work you know once the record is done it's like okay baby here you go here it is so this stuff here in the yeah. little i've got i've got the uh some some artwork here you know from yeah. from so this is your wife's work here that that is uh, yeah that is my wife's work and uh, my my friend Mike Reppert actually took the cover photograph on on the record, and um, yeah I mean you look through all of my records she's she's done the layout she's been the one on the phone with the the the, the press and and getting everything you know does color she have a does she, does she have a sister <laughs> <laughs> man you know that's the thing like you know. I, I've I've been a musician since time immemorial, at least mm-hmm. my time immemorial. And a friend of mine, uh, the guy who we had on the show, Sean Hoffman from the mm-hmm. band um, Layla, Sean and Layla from why can I not think of the name of their band? I'll look it up later. I'll get, it's it's right there on the tip of my tongue. I can picture <laughs> she's an artist as well, mm-hmm. and he's a great musician. Uh, they're fantastic. Uh, I just had him, and I should look this up. I've got to look it up while we're talking about this here. But we had them on the show, and uh, you know they. He, he had a birthday. This is what started. It's a Facebook thing. He had a birthday, and she posted something on Facebook about, you know, love you, baby, uh, Lock and Key. That's mm-hmm. who it, L-O-C-H, Lock and Key, the L.A.-based band, fantastic band, love those guys. Um, and she posted something on Facebook. Oh, I love you so much. I'm so happy you were born. Happy birthday. And it just kind of, like, struck this chord in me that, like, man, I wish I had a girl who supported me mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, that's that's priceless. Yeah. It so really is. one of these one day, if I get a chance to meet meet your wife, I will, you will. I will I will shake her hand and <laughs> buy her a beer because that's the least I can do for all musicians. So you know, so, I'll remember you said so, that. So, so bully for her, man. Awesome, whatever. Yeah, whatever. absolutely. Mrs. Shot, you rule. <laughs> so another song. Sure. I would love to hear something else. And we've got enough time for you to do maybe a couple more tunes here before we get out of here. And you've got all kinds of instruments. Show us what these things can do, man. I don't want to, you know, we've had guitar and ukes, but you've got some other stuff here. So what, tell tell me, tell me about this thing. This is, you're going to play the toy piano? I think I'm going to go for the toy piano. Yeah. Okay. this, so, this this is an experiment. We're we're gonna we're gonna give this one a go. So we're gonna put some pictures of. Are you in tune with this thing? That's the big question, I guess. As much as a toy as much piano as it, is in tune, sure. In, in as much as it can ever be in tune. Exactly. Exactly. So but maybe we'll put some pictures of this on the uh, the Indep- Independence Day site. But you've got an actual wooden toy piano. I, the thing I is, do. It's every inch of probably twenty four inches tall. A show nut. I think it has maybe an octave and a half. I was poking around with it when you were parking your car playing playing Van Halen's <laughs> Jump on the toy piano. So show show us this show us what this thing can do, man. Okay. Ah, it doesn't do that. Yeah. You save the origami letter she stained with her name. So every day she comes to you in paper wings. And tonight she really gets you high. Her memories are full wrapped 
before your eyes You whisper every word till you can hear a cry Let's get away, let's leave today my love What does it take to make love fly? More than a lullaby Take a ride on a paper wings There's a fire in your belly that's been dying out Cause you can't come down from off a cloud Letting go to never letting go Her memories are folded and her edges are soft And when she finds you, you're an astronaut Every night you're really taking flight What does it take to make love fly? More than a lullaby Very nice, Brandon. Love it, man. I love it. You've got three to four different instruments. If you count your vocals there, it's four different instruments on the same song. I think that's awesome. So that happened. Yeah, so that happened. That was great, man. That was really, really fantastic. I love it when people bring, you know, it's... It's so easy to fall into the trap of showing up with a guitar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy. Because you don't have to fight the sound guy because yep. he knows what to do with it, at least right. hopefully, um, <laughs> for the 20 trillionth Most time that he's time. done it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, you know, there's, there's a fantastic band. I'm, I'm, this is the first time I've called these guys out on the air, one of my favorite bands, mm-hmm. kind of an indie band. They're out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. They're called Great Lakes Myth Society. Mm. And I think I'm going to mention this on the air because that will remind me to get you some of their music because I think they're fantastic. And they... Sounds they great. they do something like you do in that they incorporate a lot like their their musical palette mm-hmm. is very very large. I mean it's not as as you know your stuff seems you know very 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 pet sounds. Theirs mm-hmm. is I don't even know what to even call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know accordions you know all the traditional stuff. But mm-hmm. then accordions and fiddles and crazy sounds and found mm-hmm. objects mixed in top of you. Know, it's just the Tom Waits thing we're talking about uh-huh. before. You know it's like you really you hear something in your head and then you somehow have to get it out of your head, right. you know, and that seems like what you're kind of doing too. Right. Um, and let's talk a little bit about, you know, this is, again, a little bit of inside baseball, but this is, let's talk about the technology of what you do. I mean, you've been doing music for a pretty long time. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you, you know, and the touchstone for this, honestly, I want to make sure we mention this on the air tonight because we just found out right before showtime tonight mm-hmm. that Steve Jobs, the founder and visionary of mm-hmm. Apple, uh, passed away today, mm-hmm. This just this afternoon. So it hit the news wires right before I came to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, hoist a pint tonight. Amen. Um, you know, tweak your mouse, use your laptop, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You know, how do, you, how do you pay homage to a guy like that? I mean, he's, 
you know, he's the only guy I can think of who's ever made a computer that's worth a, a, a crap. Yeah. Um, and he's he's had a huge effect on you know, as a musician. You mm-hmm. know, we use a lot of his stuff to do albums, Absolutely. and so this is kind of our touchstone here. Um, as you said, you're a Pro Tools guy. I'm assuming that it is on PC now. But mm-hmm. are, are you an Apple? Or? I'm I'm a total Apple nerd. Absolutely. Okay. Do you have anything you'd like to say about Jobs before we move on to your uh, how you I use his products? I, I don't even I don't even know what to say. I I mean I, there there are far better people to eulogize um, True. him than than me. I mean I I um you know I, I certainly feel a connection to the brand. Um, and, yeah. and, and there there's a certain um. Uh, quality that that I've I've come to uh, to appreciate and and embrace with it. You know, I, I haven't had a virus on my Mac. Yes, <laughs> and I've had my Mac <laughs> for uh, for five or six piano. years now. You know, I mean, yeah. I, the whole record was recorded on Mac. Yeah, you know, the playbacks were listened to on my iPod. You yeah, know? <laughs> through mean, the Wi-Fi. <laughs> the tracks were sent between Billy and yeah. I via Mobile Me. I mean. Yeah. I, it, 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 yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny to like talk about a guy who somehow found a way to make technology not just cool, mm-hmm. but sexy and somewhat romantic in a way. Yeah, you know, he transcended he transcended the the tech geek of what these products were, mm-hmm. and found a way to really make them function in our lives mm-hmm. uh, on a base like functional level. Yeah, you know, not just oh you can use you know this software to mm-hmm. do this. It mm-hmm. was like oh. This is what you need, but you don't know you need it yet. Right. You know. I mean, my parents switched from Verizon to AT and T so that they could have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's if that doesn't say it right there. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, the the functionality. The I mean, all of the, all of the uh, the promo videos that that yeah. the teasers that I've been doing for for thirteen satellites. We've had a, a new teaser up every week. Um, since we launched the campaign, and there's going to be 13 videos in all, each cool. one for a different song, and you know, different, te- you know, it kind of teases a different song each week. All of those were shot on my on my iPhone, you know. So it's like, yeah, it, it, it's uh, you know, having having the ability to to do what we can do as 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 artists and creative people. Yeah. Um, with the Apple line is 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 remarkable. He's facilitated it probably better than anyone else. But let's mm-hmm. so anyway. So hats off to you, Mr. Jobs. I hope uh, wherever your soul mm-hmm. is, I'm sure you're getting those people in line and making sure that their tech <laughs> life is better than it was before you got there. So uh, again, this, uh, condolences to your family mm-hmm. um, and to all of us in Apple world. Um, you know, good work, man. Keep it up. We'll hoist a pint to you later tonight. Indeed. At least I will. So back back to what you're, you know, you're using these Apple products. That's how we kind of touched upon this. But <laughs> yes. how, you started off recording on what, cassette recorders, four tracks? or like Back what? in the day. Oh, I, I mean, I had. Reel to reel? How far back do you no, go? No, I had a couple of the four track cassettes and uh, they're four track recorders. And that was my entry into the world. And uh, I mean, I remember I used to I used to play uh, drums with my fingers on my Casio keyboard. You know, yeah. you used to be able to set it so that you could, you know, you could. I mean, you still can, I guess. But but you know, I I remember playing you know really cheesy drum sounds into my four track and reversing the tape and and you know yeah. experimenting with that. And you know, actually, it's 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 funny that. I st- I talk about four track again because I actually want to get one again. Oh yeah, <laughs> I could never get him to sound cool. right though. I don't know what you know. I, maybe I just didn't know what I was doing back then. But I haven't used one uh, with any consistency as an adult. But there's there's a certain romantic quality yeah. to it that I would yeah. love to explore some more. Yeah, the big uh, well, the you know, uh, uh, Springsteen's Nebraska was mm, recorded on a on a absolutely. cassette on a cassette yeah, thing. Absolutely. So you know, it, it's it's possible to do. Uh, good work on them. You know, some some major records were done. In, uh, major records were done on ADATs for a mm-hmm. long time, and those are those are really only once removed from mm-hmm. cassette four tracks. Really, mm-hmm. even sonically, maybe. Yeah. Um, but th- so then, so then you got into nonlinear editing and nonlinear. That's like Pro Tools and mm-hmm. software like that. And, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. how how did you know what what are you using technology for now? I mean, is it you're obviously using it. You're filming videos for your website. You're, do you do your own website, or do you have someone that works with you? Uh, um, well, we my my website is hosted through Hostbaby. So, uh, but when we were setting it all up, uh, my my uh, my my wife <laughs> Michelle does uh, does uh, web work as well. Keep it in the family. Keep, yeah, absolutely. And she, she'll work cheap too. <laughs> 
So, um, so uh, the good thing about Host Baby is that I can maintain it myself and update content uh, yeah. myself once it's up. Um, but you know, we've we've got that you know that that I that I that I do myself, and then there's. Yeah, I mean, I use iMovie to 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 edit, you know, all the videos that that you know all the, all the videos that I put up. I mean, I, yeah. I have other editors involved on 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 the bigger pieces that uh, that that I that I I put up there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it it's 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 amazing, you know, between the technology at our at our fingertips and and the 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 internet how much we have access to and what we can yeah. accomplish. Are you are you on CD Baby as well? Uh my first record is on CD Baby. Okay. Um my second record uh has a distributor. My third record was digital only, but okay. I sell everything through my website. Will the new record be CDs or digital yes, only or actually, or vinyl even? Uh, yeah, I, I I wanted to do a vinyl release. That was that was that was my hope, and, and and I will at some point. It's just it's not in the cards at the moment. Yeah. But we did print up CDs um, because I I wanted people to hear this uh-huh. uncompressed. And you'll be on you'll be on iTunes as well. I will be on iTunes. Uh, it'll be available, you know, through my website. It'll be up on Amazon. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Do you have another song for us? I want to hear this drum machine, man. Before you go, you, you know brought what? This thing. I, I I kind of I kind of glazed over that tune. Um, and did another song from the new record instead. Okay. But, you know, here you go. Let's hear a little. Let's just let it roll here for a minute. Yeah, no, that's cool. So you don't, you don't have, do you have another song you'd like to play? I do, Whether you, actually, I do. Okay, there's a taste of the drum machine, so we'll kill that. that, just, that we, was, say, we say that we got it. it in at least. Yeah. We, you know, we went through, we had, you know, the, uh, the huge Independence Day staff set the thing up. And if, I feel like we would be remiss in not actually playing it if we, I don't think we've ever had a drum machine anywhere, have we? I think the guys from Koreatown had some stuff kind of, synthy like that but they did i'm not sure that they had a drum machine maybe we can uh we can record a bonus track and you can offer it as a free download yeah we'll record the 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 uh the uh drum machine song after sure we're done sure 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 <laughs> thing so we've got another ukulele here it's like a little mini telecaster headstock on this thing i love yeah, it yeah it's, it's fender's first uh, ukulele and it's a tenor uke and uh this tenor uh, I barely know her <laughs> <laughs> man so um this song um, was at one point uh, in consideration to be on the record, and it was going to be the only cover that I was going to put on the record. And uh, I ended up writing a song. <laughs> and okay. so uh, this, uh, this, this would have gone on the record where um, Building a Boat currently is. Okay. So. But this is a magnetic field song. Wonderful. And this is called Book of Love.
Brandon Schott with Book of Love on Independence Day. It's real, man. Don't worry about it. It's real music. That's what we want. We want it. it we want it to be real. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the thing. If I wanted pre, you know, if I wanted something that was perfect and perfectly, I mean, perfectly imperfect. I guess is what I'm going for. <laughs> well, just just so that you know, I mean, anyone who hasn't heard that song, the line is actually it's full of flowers and harp shaped boxes, which actually makes the final chorus of the song. You know, I love it when you buy me things. Make much more sense when there's not dead space there. So, there's the missing piece of the puzzle. I think we, we got the basic idea. It's a very, <laughs> very, very pretty song, man. And that's that's also on the new record? Or is this, no, is, this, that's, is, this is the bonus that's, thing? No, that's uh, that's actually a song written uh, by uh, Steve Stephen Merritt okay. of the Magnetic Fields. Okay, I see. Now, I wondered what you meant by Magnetic Fields. This is something I didn't know was a band. So, oh, yeah. So no. it's like, well, I, I don't know what that means, but I'm going to let him play the song. <laughs> uh, great band. So, great songwriter. So kudos to the Magnetic Fields. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe I owe them a beer, too. I certainly owe them a beer for forgetting their words. Yeah, and well, that's cool. So, Brandon, I can't thank you enough. That's about wraps it up for tonight. We're pretty much out of time. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for having me. Coming down to the studio. I'm very much looking forward. I mean, I've got the new record. I'm looking forward to the rest of the world hearing this new record because it's 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 a gem. And I hope you you. sell. I hope you, as my friend Jason Isbell says, I hope you sell dozens of copies, (laughs) 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 which nowadays makes it platinum. Absolutely. You know, but I I, seriously, I wish you all the success in the world. Come back and see us. You know, keep us abreast of what you're up to we'll you know do. would love to play some tunes from time to time we have a show where we just play random stuff so i'd love to cool. send me anything you do we would love to have you back on again sometime in the future and and uh you know great work on the music congratulations for beating cancer and great luck with the kids and <laughs> thank you, know, you. glad tidings all the way around so thank you so much so very you might is my pleasure absolutely so next week on independence day we have andy creighton and his fantastic band the world record Thanks to Brandon Schott, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Topinski, and to Valentino Rivera for doing double duty tonight. From Lancer Radio, for Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Be good to one another.